0: What up? We are back again, this time with my man, Simon Viss, ladies and gentlemen, straight out of California. Uh, Simon's a another college friend, you know, and he is a very unique soul. He has a very uh, fun and energetic personality to him that you guys are going to see come out throughout this conversation Um, I can't say enough about him. I can't say enough. You know, Simon is so different, so unique. I don't know anyone who's like him. Um, and just like brings this joy and, and just genuine excitement for life out of people when he talks to them you know i even find that my personality slightly changes every time that you know i chat with them and uh i hope you guys get a kick out of this you're gonna hear us talk uh coffee culture a bit we're gonna talk nike um And we're going to talk about, you know, just the beauty of who Simon is, where he's from, and uh, what he's kind of got going on, you know, moving into the future and stuff. And so I hope you guys really enjoy this one. Uh, I always love having a good conversation with Simon. We probably haven't talked in a couple years now. And one of my favorite things that you know me and my friend Ben do with Simon, at times, uh, is just we'll randomly, you know, pick up our phone and just FaceTime him in the middle of the day. Doesn't matter when. And Simon's always down to chat, you know. And uh, and we pick up like, you know, we we talk every day almost. And uh, and yet. You know, like I said, I haven't talked to him in years, and yet we just picked it up like it was yesterday, and and I hope you guys enjoy. I really do. That rock climbing lifestyle, like, you know, <laughs> just, it's just what you do, it's just yeah. what you do. I'm all um, that, yeah, nothing like putting in a hard eight hours and then just go climb a rock face. Dude,
1: just go boulder some rock, some boulder, just, boulder some boulder.
0: Just boulder some boulder, eh?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: let me ask you this about rock climbing, is it mm-hmm. frowned upon to go by yourself? no no okay i think okay. if you go
1: by yourself you're like you're legit you're really into it See, i don't i've not gotten to that point i haven't gone by myself so which makes me probably not an avid rock climber
0: dude all right now is that because of loneliness or fear of like what if something happened, and I get a one hundred and twenty seven hour situation here <laughs> yeah. where I have to eat my own arm off in order to <laughs> you know survive life?
1: well, one, I would totally eat my arm off uh, two, I think, yeah, it's probably the the factor of I'd rather go with someone who knows what they're doing, so I'm actually taking criticism from the guy that I'm with, like. He can help me out and different things. Instead of some random dude who's there alone as well, it's like, yo, you should do this, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I don't even freaking know you. It's like, I didn't come with you, <laughs> but that's just me.
0: Okay, here's Other people my 127-hour question now. If mm-hmm. you ate your arm off. Now, here's here's the dilemma. If a zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse happened, one, we would know that you could survive it because... You're willing to go to the point of eating your own arm. Mm -hmm. But two, would you be a zombie sympathizer because you would now know what the taste of human flesh is Hmm. so that you almost would be like, "Mm, I get what they're doing. Like I had – I know what this tastes like and whether I like it or not, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would be much of sympathy – to know what flesh tastes like because that's not like an ideal situation for me for the zombie that's like that's like ideal but you'll have
0: had to taste it you'll have to know what Mm -hmm. they find to be basically like a delicacy for sure yeah
1: you know so in that sense they're like yeah zombies taste this yep and they find it find it tasty
0: yep you'd have to be Um, able to have some sort of appreciation for it and would it cause you to, like, have a have a slight hesitation when pulling the trigger? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> a little slight hesitation, I'm sure. Oh, man. Okay,
0: <laughs> dude, I'm glad this is the way we're starting this podcast because people who are listening so far are probably like, what the heck is dude, going on? These guys um, are freaks. Let, let me introduce you mm-hmm. and then... Let me just kind of map out what we're going to do here. So this is my man, Simon. Uh, he lives in California. Amen. Um, I almost feel like we should have some Tupac playing in the background, like right in this moment. Maybe I'll add some California. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. He, uh, now, do you live in Long Beach or do you just work in Long Beach? I work
1: in Long Beach.
0: Okay, so instead Jesus. of almost having... Tupac's California love. We should almost have some Snoop Dogg. Cause, Snoop Dogg. You know,
1: representing
0: the, the LBC.
1: Yes, dude. Repping Polly High School. Oh,
0: yeah. See? Yeah. There we go. So Simon is a friend from college. Surprise, surprise. I think almost every single one of my guests so far on this little sub-series has been a friend from college. Love it. Um, we're, we're straying off of it a little bit because I'm going to have some people that aren't college friends uh, come on here as well. Um mm-hmm. but Simon and I got to know each other fairly well. I mean, we lived in dorm together, which just naturally builds this adhesive of a bond like really well because you live amongst each other every day uh, mm-hmm. we live down the hall from one another we spent I would say we spent a pretty good amount of time together,
1: yeah, a significant amount of time,
0: yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean you know. Not that you were like significantly younger, but you know, you were definitely younger than me and some of the other guys. Uh, mm-hmm. although we didn't always act our age, so we're <laughs> yeah. all probably right around that same maturity level for same the same maturity part. level. And yeah, uh, yeah, I mean we even went on a road trip. I took Simon home. Mm-hmm and good time. Yeah, man. Loved it, it. It's great, dude. We've uh, we've 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 seen some stuff together. We've, yeah, we've been a part of things, and you know we haven't talked in several years now. But mm-hmm. I think what I love so much about our relationship is whether it was a random uh, FaceTime call with Ben or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a, a Facebook message or, you know, when we were Snapchatting each other back and forth, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like we just picked up conversation as if we never left it. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. those friendships are, I think, sometimes hard to come by because I can tell when it comes naturally and I can tell when it doesn't come naturally. And you're like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not awkward, but it's like it's a forced conversation. I never feel yeah. like that with you. I always feel like mm-hmm. we just – you know, like our just our zombie talk. You know? Yeah, it's um, a click, dude. And so, yeah, man, we're just gonna go through a little bit of your life, mm-hmm. uh, where you're at now, because you've had some pretty exciting developments in the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, and uh, I gotta say, right out the right out the gate here, dude, I think, you know, and don't be offended by this statement, because <laughs> I think what I'm realizing is that people get offended by this. But mm-hmm. I think you were part of the hipster movement before hipsters were a thing. Really? Yeah. Like, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people always are like, dude, don't call me a hipster, man. I, I don't, I, I'm not part of them. But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, just embrace it if this is what you are, you know? Yeah. And I just got to say, man, like, I think about your style. I think about mm-hmm. just your your overall, like, body language. You're just super mellow. Your um, your fashion, you know. Uh, you were just. I feel like you were ahead of the time, mm-hmm. bro. You had a beard Dude. before a beard was a cool thing.
1: You know, I Dude. would say that.
0: I would say that. Yeah, that that is true. Are you rocking a nose ring too? Yeah, I'm not going to know. Of ring. course you are. Yeah, like you Of course. What else, dude? Yeah, man. And see, <laughs> like this is what I love about you, man, is you just <laughs> you at least embrace it and I hope you aren't offended by me calling you a hipster cuz I know some people do get like that. Mhm. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I think I think you were a trendsetter, sir, especially dude. especially in Canada.
1: <laughs> well, Thank you. Coming from you, I don't get offended by that at all and you know, I've been referred to as a hipster before, maybe even like a trend setter. My style, I mean, it changes, it progresses a little bit every every so often. So, I try to keep up, but uh especially in Canada, I noticed a lot. I think just my style is it is pretty different. Um Going into a Canadian style, because dude, I went to Vancouver. Just is just a side story, but I went to Vancouver for my honeymoon, and I walk into this store, and dude, I'm wearing Nike. I'm wearing a Nike hat. I'm wearing Nike shoes, rocking it, feeling just vibing, vibing the the California aspect. And this dude comes up and he's like, "Hey, you're from California, huh? Or you're from the United? You're an American." I was like, "Dude, <laughs> how did you know that?" And he's like, "Dude." No one wears Nike unless you're from America because that's like a United States thing. I'm like, dude,
0: what a dumb. Comment, yeah, I was like, what? Dude, and I this don't. Guy,
1: this guy was rocking Adidas, which is like, Ooh. like that's German, dude. You're Canadian It's because you don't have like anything to like wear unless you find some Canadian clothes. But yeah, Nike's super in fashion through the United States, just like picking up on it and i don't know if it is like hey, this is ours like we made this but i don't see it that way
0: i, I mean see as, i just see nikes just being a sports brand bro like yeah i don't walk out the house unless i got a pair of nikes on my feet man yeah it's the only kind of shoe i have it's well that's not necessarily true but like athletic wise i don't have a single pair of athletic shoes or a pair of shoes that i would be consider walking all day in yeah Unless they got a big old check mark down the side. That's a yes. check mark of approval right there. That mm-hmm. guarantees your feet are going to stay comfortable mm-hmm. and are going to look fashionable throughout your whole day. Yeah. Um, and dudes who rock those three stripes, man, you're a wannabe, as far as I'm concerned, all <laughs> right? Adidas? <laughs> Get out of my face. Three with Adidas. Stripes.
1: It sucks because I'm actually wearing Adidas uh, pants. So Dang it, Simon. I'm like, um, not not killing the game right now that's okay that's okay i spread out a little bit oh man you know the clothes that i wear
0: maybe people will hate because i just you know crapped on uh on adidas but no (laughs) nike nike for life over here man
1: yeah i appreciate that Uh, but anyways yeah yeah, okay okay the style it's it's something that i love and dude i'll identify with
0: i think what i i appreciate is like you just have this I don't know how to describe it, but you have this wittiness to you. You have, you know, and here's like one of my favorite examples because I have literally shown this photo to several people. It's on your Instagram <laughs> feed. It's when Fetty Wap was really cool. Yeah, and he was dude. super hip with like three songs. Mm-hmm. But he had a song called Trap Queen, and you <laughs> put up a picture of your wife and just yes. tagged it Trap Queen yeah trap queen and i was like man that's just so ingenious and just i don't know anyone else who would have done that i literally have never seen anyone reference a fetty wop song i've never seen anyone just with the times and just smooth wittiness and it just it played so well into like the instagram game and i was just like man this is this has simon written all over it this is who he is you know, he just comes up with this stuff, and for some reason, it just works, and it sticks, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that about you, um, <laughs> but but let's get into this, because mm-hmm. you come from a pretty big family. Mm-hmm. How many brothers and sisters you got?
1: I have three brothers and three sisters.
0: Okay, so you got seven kids in this family. Your parents mm-hmm. are never going to be empty nesters, apparently. Uh, <laughs> They're going to die with kids. Yeah, because you've got older siblings and siblings that are way younger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you guys are just doing the thing. Yeah. And, uh, and now let me ask you, because this personality of yours is... You know, I got one buddy who I actually just recorded one of these podcasts with. His name is uh-huh. Gage. And, oh, you got to remember Gage. Uh, up on Signal Point, we went hiking, mm-hmm. and he was the guy up there with a car, mm-hmm. and him and Jared, like, pushed that big log or rock off the side of the cliff there. Do you remember that? Oh,
1: I freaking remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, mm-hmm.
0: Gage is probably the closest person I can think of when it comes to your personality and just your, like... Because you're a very aloof guy, mm-hmm. you're very relaxed, you're very carefree. Um, at least I think you are. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, at night you cry in in the corner because <laughs> you're so stressed out about life. But yeah, I just you know. can't ever think that that's you. Mm-hmm. Um, where does that come from, man? Like, is that a thing that flows through all your siblings? Is that just something you realized from seeing how stressed out people get in life? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. So. I'm the, I fall third um, in the line of kids. So I'm third of seven kids and I should, technically I'm the middle child because my older brother and sister and then me and then younger brother and sister. And then we adopted a couple after that. So that like didn't make me the middle child necessarily. But because my older sister, my older brother and sister um, are far older than me like nine years, nine or 10 years, I've functioned as an, uh, as the oldest sibling in the next like generation. So I functioned as the oldest sibling to my brother and sister where Calvin, uh, my younger brother, he functions more as a middle child and he has kind of like a type a personality where, uh, like we're similar in a lot of ways, but I don't know. I grew up and Probably in, like, junior high, I noticed this, like, you know how junior hires are. They're freaking crazy, insane, and, like, just hyped up on sugar. And I wasn't necessarily like that. Somehow I grew into this person who saw kids acting this way. And I was like, these kids are freaking annoying. Like, they just freaking scream and, like, get <laughs> attention. And, like, that is not me. So I kind of, like, felt this not reserved Um reserved uh persona that I wanted but I way more wanted this like um yeah this uh chilled out like not that I didn't care about anything but I didn't want to be as excited as everyone is, is about everything where I mean I get excited and passionate about different things like everyone does but I think it um I think it comes from uh just wanting to yeah being in a big family uh seeing just a lot of craziness in my house and like I didn't vibe with that and I was like okay I'm not gonna be that because that's just like that doesn't make me feel comfortable or good so I'm just gonna chill out so like even my memories with like hanging out with you a lot of it was just like laying down or sitting down chilling on our phones or like watching Netflix and stuff like that and that's stuff that I i love i can maddie b you're you're the kind of guy that i can chill with not say anything in the car or in the room and it doesn't matter because we're still like hanging out together but there's not this like awkward sense of i need to say something because no one's saying anything but
0: dude this is how you don't know. you think that's funny how i find that's more probably amongst men than women oh like, yeah like bros can just chill Say nothing and I mean a lot of the time when we say stuff it's probably ridiculous or we're trying to get someone else to laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh and I mean sometimes you have those like deep philosophical thoughts, but like a lot of the time you can just chill in just dead silence, hanging out in the same room, and it's just like mm-hmm. it's just a satisfying bond that just builds from that alone.
1: Yeah. Definitely. But anyways. Yeah, so yeah, I don't. I really can't like pinpoint where my personality comes from, but my dad is kind of the same way. He's a uh, very mellow and um, level-headed, and it's um, kind of like a a gentle spirit. There's something gentle about him that you don't know, get this like overpowering like personality where you got to be the life of the party kind of thing. But just a wise guy and. Uh, someone that I definitely look up to and I think I got a lot of my traits from my dad.
0: Dude, that's sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's that's kind of the special bond of I've been realizing through all of these like little sub series podcasts that I've been having is mm-hmm. you know family plays a very integral part um of of a lot of people's lives, obviously, right? Yeah. Now do you find that your personality has then influenced your younger siblings. I know that, like for instance, mm. Calvin, who I also know. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say you guys are completely similar, but I would say that there's like a lot of similarities just in the way that you are. Like people, if they met the both of you in the same mm-hmm. day at different times, would know that you're brothers, both because you guys look alike, mm-hmm. but also because I think that you guys just have this, you know natural relaxed vibe about yourselves yeah um but but do you find that in even further down the line like with your younger sisters and your youngest brother
1: Mm -hmm. yeah uh i think i do i think um in my in eva my younger sister she's got a lot of the same uh personality traits that we do and that she's she's pretty chill but she's also very different it's it's um it's another thing for my youngest brother and sister though cuz they they're like another generation where they've been like right my youngest sister was born when i was 14 and right. so my brother was 18 months old so that's another generation where they have to like grow up and not necessarily experience most of their uh most of their developmental years without us in the house so I mean of course they love us and we love them and like hanging out with them is awesome and they want to hang out with their brother and sister uh, or brothers and sisters like I did when I was younger I wanted to hang out and be like my older brother and sister so I think some of it is there but not a whole lot just because it's so many years down the line where we're not necessarily in the house all the time or at home where they experience a lot of that Right, right. So they're going to have to build up their own personality through other other avenues of friends and how they interact with each other, if that makes any sense. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we got this personality that is like unlike any other. (laughs) Um, You also – like, okay, so people have to understand like California is a much – especially Southern California because you are from – shafter california which amen is just <laughs> east of la correct
1: no so no. it's actually it's north um shafter is north um northeast kind of north up the five so kind of okay. northeast ish um but shafter is about two two and a half hours away okay. from the so los you're, angeles area so
0: I, like living in la Like culture, like deep in LA culture. I was,
1: I did not, I did not grow up in LA culture. I grew up in the what's called the Central Valley, Mm -hmm. which is more like farmland and uh, agriculture, things like that. Um, It's it's technically, if you look on the California map, I can technically say I'm from Southern California because it's in that vicinity. Right, but but it's more Central Valley. It's the, yeah, the more, just from, like, the way that it is and the way that it functions, it's Central Central Valley.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So then, mm-hmm. what kind of, like, cultural influences? Because you say agriculture, I immediately have the, uh, I don't want to say racial assumption, but the <laughs> cultural assumption that there are some particular employees of these farms maybe <laughs> Donald Trump is trying to get yes. right now, all right?
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, that's exactly like what it was for me growing up. Um, that I was actually the minority um, In your high for, school? Yeah, my high school. I was like maybe 5% of the rest of the population of like when I went to high school. So yeah and cultural influences a lot so many of my friends so many of my friends were hispanic and like i didn't like see anything different i saw them as human beings because that's just what i grew up with i knew that like culturally culturally growing up we were different but we kind of um met like both ways Where like i would have my friends over and they would experience like how I lived, but I also go over to their house and eat tortas and tacos and like yeah. go to Mexican parties with like mariachi bands. I was like, dude, this is freaking yes. sick and this is freaking good food and people just, are legit. And
0: I was just gonna say, so, man, like authentic Mexican food, not Taco Bell, okay, folks, but authentic. Get Mexican the frick food. out of here, dude! Authentic Mexican <laughs> food is good. Yes, you know? it is freaking good, bro. I and, went to a wedding in idaho central idaho okay really we're talking in the middle of <laughs> god's country like where are <laughs> i'm saying you know just nothing but trees and lakes and just mm. mountainous ranges love and it and all of a sudden out comes dinner at this reception and it is nothing but enchiladas and yeah. other mm. Mexican foods. It was just that enchiladas were like the main main dish to it. But oh my yeah. goodness, made by Mexican people, so you know that it's got <laughs> like authentic recipes. There's that like Mexican love in that food? And it's just like man, nothing beats that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just so you grew up in this Latin culture.
1: Yeah. Kind
0: mm-hmm. of. Um, do you, Do you think there's anything to you yourself that you can attribute to that Latin culture?
1: It's like anything that I can attribute to. Yeah. So like, um, like
0: how would you say that Mexican culture has influenced you? I shouldn't even just say maybe Mexican. So I apologize there. Mm-hmm. if there were other <laughs> Latin cultures, that's probably just yeah, ignorant yeah, on my behalf. Mm-hmm. But
1: so for, I guess for um, the Hispanic culture, yeah um they're very like they're very family oriented yeah um very close knitted and uh, parties and family gatherings are also are are very close and so I appreciated that about them and that they they kept family close yeah for sure and yeah i I appreciated that um and something that oh man it's a I'm trying to think. Deeper about that question, but I can't think of anything right now.
0: All right, that's Uh, good. It's
1: all good, but definitely food. I freaking (laughs) like, man! You do not experience like you cannot experience the world if you do not have authentic Mexican food.
0: Darn right. There's just no way. That's exactly it. That's the truth, man. So okay, so we're we're going from Simon, the high schooler who ran track. Mm Mm-hmm who long-distance running folks went to state. Amen. Uh, has, a California ring, state. has a ring for, what was it, like county? It,
1: it was for Valley. Valley, it was like, okay. Like CIF, that's what they call it, CIF yeah. Valley.
0: So we got championship mm-hmm. rings in the house for, for track, uh, long-distance running guys. Now, talk to me about this. Do you still enjoy running? And what kind of like, what does it do for you? Mm -hmm. You know, like, cause I remember when we were at college, together, you would go running. Yeah. And it's like, is it just a way to clear your mind or is there like, is there more intentionality behind it?
1: Yeah. So I definitely don't do it as often anymore. I try to do it with my wife as much as I can. uh, Cause she actually works for a company where she's like, She's running quite a bit, and she, her exercise is a main part of her work. So I, I try to keep up with that. Um, I definitely don't uh, – not that I don't love it as much as I did, but I just don't do it as much anymore. Uh, the way that I see it is – it's a good way to exercise because, like, I have a hard time trying to get a gym membership because it's like I'm paying a bunch of money to, like, be committed to going to the gym. It's like I have a hard time with that. Like, i really tough. I just can't wrap my yeah. my finances around that. Right. So, like, growing out and running, it's like I can do that. And it's something that, like, I'm good at and I can get in shape with doing. Right Now, the interesting thing about the way that my body was trained and how it works now is that my body really wants to run fast. It does. Mm. It's been trained to do that. But the thing about like lactic acid is that right. that hasn't been trained yet at all. So if I run a freaking mile where I'm like, dude, I'm running like a gazelle and I'm getting like sub six. Sub six and and I get finished and my legs are jello. And <laughs> not even that, but like as I'm running, there's something about lactic acid that just isn't like it isn't ready to go through stuff like that right. so my body wants to do it but it's just not ready to so then I freaking itch like <laughs> as I'm running I'm like scratching my legs and like in places where like people like if they see me they're like okay that dude is like on meth and it's just like <laughs> trying to run away from the cops but it's weird it's so weird and it's kind of like when you take if you take pre-workout and you don't do anything after
0: oh dude <laughs> and yes. you like you just itch <laughs> and like
1: oh my gosh but it's the opposite effect where like i'm doing stuff but i'm like but it's still my body has to. this itch yeah dude,
0: did so. i ever tell you the story when ben and i this would have been your first year at prairie actually ben and i mm-hmm. just took that road trip down to denver yeah yeah and we got in the car at like twelve thirty a.m and we're gonna drive through the night and ben was like dude we're gonna st- you're gonna stay awake he wanted me to stay awake because yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. terrible yeah. falling asleep in a car but of course he was like i want you to drink this and i was like what is it and it was uh this pre-workout called jacked mm-hmm. or Jack 3d and yeah. for those of you that don't know, it, I'm pretty sure it's illegal in North America. <laughs> uh, this stuff, or it used to be legal in Canada. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> and a mutual friend of ours had a sibling who got like addicted to it at one point or like had trouble coming off of it.
1: So it's really a drug.
0: Oh, it's hardcore. I cannot <laughs> stress how jacked you get off this stuff. It, the name really yeah. suits what it is. And uh, I'll never forget. He's like, "Oh yeah, dude, just drink this before we take off." So I tip back, casual. casual, I drink this like shaker cup full of it, and I am like, "You're good for the first like about five ten minutes, and then when you're not working out with it, it's Mm -hmm. like wearing a wool jumpsuit on bare skin." So itchy. So itchy everywhere. <laughs> and you just... There's no way to stop it. You can't yes. subside the itching. All you do... Your skin is like irritated and red. Guaranteed mm-hmm. by the time it finally stops. Because it just... Oh, it's That's so, how you're staying awake. Yeah. yeah. It's So freaking itching. So I actually can understand what you mean. When mm-hmm. you're saying how itchy you are from, from running and stuff. Because yeah, it, it definitely happens, right? Yeah. Now... Mm-hmm. Now you you come to Canada, Mm -hmm. you spent two years here, Mm -hmm. what what would you say you took from Canada and, like, is there anything you took from Canada and are like, man, I can really appreciate this place and, you know, it holds this place in my life, or that, you know, is there any person or any event or anything like that that you take with you now and it has somehow changed who you are, do you find? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I'll start with the, the nature aspect of it. And, like, you know, we both went to Prairie in Alberta, Canada. Uh, three hills, 3,000 people, nothing special about it at all. Um, but just, like, the places that even we both traveled to together and – um, the, the places that I saw and experiences that I had, like, gave me appreciation of, like, wow, I've been to this part of the world and, like, I can see the beauty in it and I I see God's creation and that I was thankful to experience that. So, yeah, I took that with me for sure. Um, just with the things that I learned at Prairie, I was really appreciative of how I built up or I grew in my knowledge of the Bible, grew my knowledge in just theological concepts and kind of grew in what I found doctrine to be and that definitely prepared me for the rest of my college career, which I super appreciated because I would have gone into any other university or college without any of that. Um, and yeah, I just wouldn't have as much knowledge or appreciation of what it means to study scripture, what it means to be a part of the church, even doing ministry that launched me into where I am today. So, I'm very appreciative and like definitely see how God grew me in that. And top top life changer was definitely the people. Yeah. So you, Matty B, Jared, Ben, people that I was with those past or those two years, it's like, wow, this is this experience of like being in a in a college together where there isn't a whole lot to do, but man, we just like enjoy fellowship and like jacking around doing stupid things and having weird conversations all that was like man building lifelong relationships was was legit and it in a place like that that was that was that was priceless so dude yeah no, that's cool.
0: awesome. that's that's a satisfying satisfying answer now mm-hmm. growing up in shafter in essentially southern california <laughs> essentially yeah had you ever experienced snow, sir?
1: Hmm. Not in Shafter. Definitely not. But, like, Definitely snow not.
0: snow obviously wouldn't be a foreign concept to you in California. Because, like, no. there is a mm-hmm. lot of mountains. Yeah. Uh, there is skiing that takes place. You know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, that. Uh, like, winter sports are a thing yeah. in California. Yeah. But had you ever, like, lived in the snow before?
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, I grew up skiing and... Oh, really? Like, yeah, I, I I learned how to ski when I was like four or five years old and got like pretty good at it because my parents would want to do it like every year and stuff like that. I don't do as much anymore. I haven't done it in a long time. But no, I have not lived in snow before going to Canada. And when I did, I, did, I definitely hated it. <laughs> I did not... I can I can handle snow for like a day or two if I'm actually doing something like skiing or or snowboarding whatever that is, but living in it is like it's high maintenance, dude. It's high maintenance and I'm not like not about that.
0: Dude, you are definitely <laughs> built for warm weather cuz I remember <laughs> I remember one time when you were living in I think it was it, where was that house that you had like 50 guys all living in the same house?
1: it was in La Mirada, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember when you were living, and not actually 50 guys, but just so many dudes. It
1: felt like it, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I remember when you were in there, and we FaceTimed, and I mm-hmm. remember you telling me how, and I'm pretty sure you were wearing a sweater, and you were <laughs> telling me about how the continuous streak of... Uh, of days that it was over sixty degrees Fahrenheit, and how it, for the first time in like over a year had dipped below sixty degrees. Yeah. And here I am thinking sixty degrees, man. That's like that's t-shirt and shorts weather, that's in bikini Canada. weather. Yeah, darn <laughs> right, man. You, you do not complain about sixty degrees in Canada. Yeah. That's a that's a good day.
1: Yeah. I and mean so, the way I the way I see it now is I don't know cold is cold.
0: Cold is cold. Cold is cold. Oh, man. Okay, so like, <laughs> explain to me then, what's an ideal temperature day for Simon Vis?
1: Ideal temperature like, day? Like, are we
0: talking 110 down on the beach? Or are we mm-hmm. talking like, let's tone her down to more like 80, 85?
1: Okay. Uh, frick the 110 thing. <laughs> uh, I can't handle that either. There's got to be a medium. So an ideal so i would say between not between maybe like 70 or 72 degrees fahrenheit throughout the whole day okay and then at night at night i would like uh mid 60s late 60s so i can like wear my sweaters and my jackets because i'm a stylish dude you yep. know like to yeah. you gotta be able to go through life go through the be, wardrobe
0: yeah life can't be bro tanks and uh and deep v's for your whole yeah. life you know
1: My chest hair can't, like, can't be shown all the time. Exactly,
0: exactly. It'll start to go blonde. You got to keep it that nice dark auburn, (laughs) auburn red, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. No, that's good, though. That's good. Mm -hmm. See, and whereas I, wait, what is 70 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? I got to look this up right now. Dude,
1: the frick if I know.
0: I'm looking it up.
1: That was the hardest thing, too, of, like, differentiating between Celsius and Fahrenheit. When I was in Canada, I was like, "Okay." Oh, so,
0: bro, seventy-two—that's right mm. in my wheelhouse, man. Heck yeah, dude. This dude. is why we're such good friends. That is an ideal yes. temperature for me. You know what I hate? I hate mm-hmm. those crazy people who like like thirty-five degrees Celsius.
1: The, and that's like what ninety? It's eighty-nine. Oh, it's
0: got to be pushing uh, what is it? Thirty-five degrees. I'm looking it up right now at Google here. Mm-hmm. Like ninety-five.
1: Yeah, I mean, you love what you don't have, right? Oh. You, and most people, you're living in like deep, deep in the, the northern provinces. You're experiencing snow, what, eight, nine months out of the year? And then you're dying to get some heat. Oh, man. So, like, like,
0: okay, so this summer has sucked in Canada. At least in BC it has because we had our entire province basically burn up in forest fires.
1: Yeah, I freaking heard about that.
0: Dude, that's like right up in the Williams Lake region, bro. No. So I got evacuated for a little bit this summer. It was oh, it was shoot. awful. But, you know, here it was every day, like 32 to 35 degrees. It was so hot. At mm-hmm. one point, it got up to like 37. And it's just like, that's pushing around 100 degrees, right?
1: You're in Mount Mordor.
0: Yeah, pretty much. You're That's freaking exactly in it. living orcs. that daily life in Mordor. And there's a reason why those orcs look so dang miserable every day in the Return of the King. Because like, they're
1: covered in ash and it's freaking hot.
0: And I mean, those guys were rolling in like suits of armor. Terrible yeah. choice, guys. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was, it was just so hot, so hot, Simon. And it's just like here's the other part. I live in a house that doesn't have AC, bro.
1: Of course. Why do you need AC in Canada unless the freaking (laughs) province is burning down?
0: (laughs) Dude, our AC in Canada is open the dang window (laughs) 10 months of the year, and it'll cool down. Oh, man. So, yeah, to say the least, we all of a sudden had this stupid hot summer, and I had co-workers who were like, oh, I can't get enough of this. And I'm thinking, good grief, people. Yeah. it's finally starting to cool down to a point where like the high of the day is around like twenty two, twenty-three, which is right in that seventy two to seventy five range for you. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like this is this is where I'm this at This is where I want it to be. Oh, this is where I'm at peace, man. Like this is mm-hmm. I just love this weather, you know? So mm-hmm. I can appreciate that, dude. I can appreciate that. Um Yeah. See, I kinda wondered if you would be a guy who'd be like nineties, nineties or bust.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all about humidity too.
0: That's true. That like, is true.
1: If it is I mean, if it's in the 80s but it's not super sticky, I can handle it. But once it starts getting cuz it's either you get into the the 90s and it's just beating down in the sun and like you're driving and sun's beating through the windshield and you're like the visor and the glasses just don't do it. And it's hot. Um, and yeah, humidity is not my favorite either. Yeah. So Even at ninety degrees and with humidity, luckily in Southern California, there's not a whole lot of that. Um, But going to the Eastern States and it—I don't know if it's like this in like Ontario, Toronto area, but man, those summers are freaking gnarly.
0: Dude, that's like living in Atlanta, man. Just that, like, yeah, it's just super hot to begin with, and then hundred percent humidity.
1: Yeah, so it's hundreds everywhere, ugh, hundreds across the board.
0: And it's not even just that it's hot, it's that you, it's wet hot. It's like mm-hmm. living in a rainforest, like, mm-hmm. you're cranking up the heat, but you're also cranking up the moisture on your body, so you're just sweating, <laughs> bro. You yeah. are sweating, your shirts are just soaked. You have to accept the fact that, like, you know, sweaty shirts are just going to be a part of your daily life in mm-hmm. those areas of the world but speaking of heat, man speaking of hot Mm. you happen Mm. to find yourself a lady
1: a fine hot female there we go lady
0: my man there we go all right she's actually right here yeah well i can hear her doing something there
1: back from work
0: so. so okay you met her when
1: so she's actually we actually grew up together.
0: Whoa, really? A little bit.
1: Yeah. So so um, I was born in Modesto, Modesto, California. Before before I moved to Shafter. And this is where she's from. And how we know each other is our older sisters are best friends. They oh, went really? to elementary school together. They actually broke their arms around the same time. And that's how they became best friends. And then we're the same age. And we started going to elementary school together and became friends. And then I moved away. So we kind of lost contact, things like that. But thank God for social media and Facebook because we regained contact through that. Didn't keep a whole lot of, like, tabs on each other because, like, Living separate places, different lives.
0: You know, you're like, doing that thing living abroad, in Canada. You know, yeah. that rock star life.
1: Totally. And then, so my my last semester at Biola, she had just graduated um, from her undergrad and was going to grad school down in Southern California. Dude, Hang I on, live in time Southern out. California
0: at USC, Southern California.
1: No, 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 no. We can't There's say go another... Trojans. <laughs> no
0: okay. don't go drunk <laughs> and and it's, Stay.
1: there's this other school called Vanguard University and so okay. she's coming to get her teaching okay. credential and I find out I'm like yo it'd be cool to link up and get coffee plus I thought she was hot and <laughs> I was like alter your motives <laughs> and so we got coffee and then caught up and some history there, and then that turned into dating, and then I proposed last year, September 10th. Oh, so close to being
0: a year away from Yeah.
1: Dang. So, September 10th, last year, I proposed, and then we got married June 3rd of this year in Temecula, California.
0: Dude, that is exciting stuff. So, you just straight up rekindled a twenty year old flame that was just like nice little smoldering coal and just yeah. sparked this mm. sucker into a big old bonfire bro. <laughs> yeah. Dude out yeah. a boy, out of boy. Okay, okay. So yeah. you're now a married mm-hmm. man for mm-hmm. all of three months at this point. Yeah. It's
1: very new to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I recommend I it to everyone. You...
0: <laughs> so <laughs> but I assume you're just you're loving it <laughs> has it has it been a a weird transition in any way
1: so I think it's definitely um I wouldn't say that it's weird I mean it is it is weird uh, but just the the transition uh is so yeah, a little weirder than I f- had thought it would yeah. be because before you're married, you you have your own lifestyle, and then yeah. the person you marry has their own lifestyle. So you right. like put those two together in the same house, and now you're living together, and and it, it changes a lot of things. And so uh, that's been like growing for the both of us to kind of like figure that out. Of okay, we live together, we're doing life together, and like what does that look like now so it is it is definitely uh a little weird but but I wouldn't have it any other way i think that it's it's um it's awesome and it's grown me a lot even for just 3 months yeah 3 months is not a lot of time but i've seen so much of myself that she's challenged me with a lot of things in my yeah. life and there are areas where like yeah like i suck in this area or i need to to grow on this area or learn how to Love deeper in a way that um, affirms like our marriage covenant kind of thing, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's awesome. I wish I'd done it like 10 years ago. <laughs> 10 years. Simon, How old are you again,
0: bro? 25, maybe old enough. You're old enough. You're what, 23 24? 24 24, 10 years ago. <laughs> Simon 14 year old husband. I'm sure you would have been prepared, bro. I'm sure, you would have been prepared. You.
1: Yeah, not the slightest.
0: <laughs> uh, Any more than I'm
1: prepared now. I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay, man. So your life is taking quite the journey now. Mm-hmm. You're living in Long Beach, Snoop Dogg County. Uh, you know, just enjoying your thing. So mm-hmm. tell these people what Simon Viss's life looks like for the next, you know, couple of years. How... How does how does Simon Viss
1: spend his time? You know. Hmm. So, uh, first of all, just a correction. I I only work in Long Ooh. Beach, and so I'm living in what's called uh, Orange County. Ooh. Let's go. Uh, I'm living in uh, a city called Santa Ana. Orange but- County. It's actually on the border of Costa Mesa. Dude, I'm looking so at this I'm living, right now. I'm living on the border of Santa Ana, Costa Mesa, kind of in the area of um, close to Huntington Beach, Newport Beach. Um, we have our own condo here, and it's an area that we love. Um, a lot of culture, amazing food, amazing coffee, which I'm you all about. would be that guy. <laughs> you call me the the hipster that originally bro, you're right by anaheim home. you're essentially
0: yeah. living next door to disneyland
1: uh yeah but frick disneyland like, well, excuse maybe, me sir are you excuse, not a disney yeah. guy dude i'm definitely not a disney guy
0: time out when was the last time you Hold went on. to disneyland
1: like two or three years ago
0: oh my god how are you not going like weekly bro come on
1: dude man. are you freaking kidding me <laughs> you can spend like eight hundred dollars on a season pass <laughs> Even if you don't spend eight hundred dollars on a season pass, you just spend like half of that for like a date. Oh my goodness, what? bro! It's, it's
0: insane. I would probably just want to work there if anything.
1: Yeah, if you work there. I guess teach his own. But yeah, my wife and I just aren't Disney people. Oh my! Goodness. And and it the thing that I struggle with is we don't have kids yet, and I'm sure like when we get kids, we'll want to take them to Disneyland just to like. Experience them because we love our kids, right? Yep. Uh, But I don't understand the couples that have kids, but they go to Disneyland without them as like a date (laughs) thing. What the heck is wrong with you? Don't you go on dates to get away from like all that kid crap? Like,
0: (laughs) what? I love it. It it it.
1: baffles me. It baffles me that parents with kids – Go to Disneyland on dates away from their kids to experience more children. It's <laughs> like, is that is that like a oxymoron somehow? Like I don't understand.
0: It's just so weird. So, out.
1: oh my gosh! If there's anything I'm passionate about is parents with kids that go to Disneyland without them on dates.
0: Dude, can I but, just point finish. out you're living in like the paradise of every North American's dream? I'm pretty sure.
1: Without the trees, I'm course, just but... <laughs> I'm just
0: looking at this right now, bro. Uh huh. This is outrageous where you live,
1: dude. Is so
0: you, close to the ocean.
1: I'm freaking telling you, <gasps> you you need to come here,
0: Catalina Island, bro.
1: Catalina Island. Let's go. Come down here, and we'll go to Catalina Island.
0: Oh my god. We'll go to
1: Catalina Island. My wife and I have an extra room, Ooh. an extra room for you to come stay in. Take a freaking vacation, come down here, chill with your boy in Southern California.
0: Oh my gosh, Simon! 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 Here's the come thing. Come on, I've promised Ben my next vacation.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So if you promise Ben your next vacation, both of you promise me what to I'm come thinking. Here
1: together.
0: And you, oh here, okay. You got a couch as well.
1: Dude, I have a queen-size mattress and a couch.
0: Okay, as long as you have a couch, because... And also, prepare your wife, because... Mhm. But Ben has a wife, or will. Yeah, Ben is going to get a wife. What? Dude, in two days, bro. Two, oh, by no. the way, folks, we're recording this on September 14th, 2017. Oh Shout out to the future Mr. and Mrs. Ben Price. Although, the Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Ben Price... He's not really future, he's always been Ben Price, but... Mm-hmm. The future Mrs. Ben Price. Uh, yeah, dude. So he gets married. So here's ben. the thing: I can't just oh, like fill gosh. your house full of people.
1: But hey, we make it work.
0: Uh, yeah. See, frig, I'm gonna have to get on the phone and talk to Ben. And actually, I'm dude. supposed to talk to him later tonight. But uh, I'll I'll try and Facetime him too. Okay. Right. Oh, I wonder if we could have, Oh, what are you doing tonight?
1: Uh, I'm not doing anything.
0: Okay, in like can we an code, hour, code skype call? that no, no, no. Here's my thought: in like an mm-hmm. hour, we're supposed to have a face or like a phone call chat. Mm-hmm. We could do like I'm pretty sure you can do group FaceTime talks now. Okay, sweet. So maybe we could try and set it up so it's a, for lack of a better term, a three-way <laughs> a FaceTime.
1: No other word I would
0: describe that with yeah you and Ben. Oh my gosh, an Apple Whatever. Menage a Trois. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, the fact is, we can do this. Okay, so you're living in paradise, essentially. Mm -hmm. Simon Viss is just loving his life in Cali. I know Mm -hmm. we didn't really get to your day-to-day because I have some questions I have to ask you. And it's a segment I tried on my other podcast, and Mm -hmm. I just haven't really gotten off the ground. But it's Ridiculous Questions with Matt. Sick. So they're not all ridiculous questions, but let me just fire you up with some nice softballs here, okay?
1: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Dodgers or Angels? Dodgers. Okay. Uh, Lakers or Clippers? Lakers. Ooh. Okay. Here's the real question. Mhm. Lakers or Warriors?
1: Ooh, dude. Frick. Uh, man. Ah, frick. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to the Warriors.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. I just like them way too much.
0: Now here's here's the real mm-hmm. question: <laughs> Kings, ducks, or sharks? Ooh, I'll go with kings. Okay, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Staying that la la proud there. Okay, now here's the here's the question that you're either gonna answer the right or you're gonna answer it wrong. So there's a
1: definite right and a
0: definite. There's wrong. definitely a right right answer to this.
1: All right. Well, it wasn't better not be okay. a Disneyland question. It's
0: gonna. <laughs> Rams, Chargers, or Raiders,
1: dude? Raiders.
0: My man, I'm just so thankful I didn't have to hang up on you, bro.
1: Here's the thing: LA needs to get rid of all of their NFL teams. The Rams, the Chargers. Are you freaking kidding me, dude?
0: Just one crappy football team after another.
1: Wipe, wipe the map. Wipe the map of all it is sell your teams somewhere else, buy
0: out Oakland, bring them back to L.A. Dude, I just don't
1: – they're going to Vegas.
0: I don't get what, what the, the NFL heck? was thinking when they went, oh, we'll give L.A. to the Rams or the Chargers before Oakland, clearly knowing that the Raiders would survive in L.A. because everyone in L.A. It's still nostalgic. loves
1: It's nostalgic. It's nostalgic, dude. Yeah. So many people.
0: it's yeah. I don't know. Dude, I love the Raiders. I It's who I cheer for in the NFL, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Appreciate so, that. Dude, I, I watch them every Sunday. They're on TV in Canada, at least. Nice. And so the nice part is, is now that they're actually really good, uh, mm-hmm. I get to watch their games far more often. Because the last, like, two to three years, when they were, like, slowly climbing. Yeah. Uh, they haven't been so great. And so they <laughs> don't exactly showcase them on on uh, national television in the states which yeah. means i get no shot at watching them in canada mm-hmm. but uh okay here's a question for you yep i don't want to say favorite sibling but the sibling you uh, this is going to sound favoritism either way um what sibling do you enjoy spending the most time with or do Calvin, you find sure. do you find the deepest connection with Calvin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I, I don't want any siblings of yours that listen to this. Feel <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <"Sarmon laughs> They're listening. Me. Unless it's Calvin who's probably just a big grin on his oh, face Oh, but
1: they all know it. They all know it. Okay. Calvin and I are big time.
0: Uh, okay, here's a coffee question, bro.
1: Oh, dude. Shoot.
0: What's your favorite way to prepare coffee? Is it the pour over? The French mm-hmm. press? The AeroPress? Oh. press? Or just straight up out of a like plain Jane, pour it in the top, drip it down in yeah. a big pot, pour it in a cup.
1: Okay, well, you can go throw that in the trash. And <laughs> This is going to next... tell
0: me how hipster Simon is.
1: So I actually have all three and yes. more okay. of how I make my coffee. My favorite, I think, is the AeroPress. Okay. The AeroPress is a lot more forgiving in like – the ways that – because the other ways you make coffee, it's like you make one little mistake and it changes everything. You're like, oh, frick. I didn't pour, right? So now true. it tastes like tastes like crap. Their press is way more forgiving in the sense of I can mess up in any way, but it doesn't really matter because I'm still going to get a good quality cup of coffee. Yeah. So that is my favorite.
0: You know, sure. OK. Here's the thing. So I don't drink a lot of coffee, so I have no need for like a big coffee pot. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not, like, a coffee connoisseur like yourself where mm-hmm. I can, like, taste the different hints in a cup of coffee or, you mm-hmm. know, prefer my beans from this place over this place. And, you know, it needs to be freshly ground rather <laughs> than, like, just having a big bucket of grounds like I have right now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing the pour over method. Okay? Okay. Because mm-hmm. I bought a pour over from Starbucks. I know, very pretentious of me. Hey, teach own. It's, it's an interesting system because I've watched videos on YouTube now about mm-hmm. doing the initial pour over, waiting for it to flow down. And as the beans like or the grounds or whatever you want to call them kind of roll mm-hmm. up on the side, you have to go over a second time around the outside edge. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me yeah. what I'm doing wrong or how to better my cup of coffee through this process, actually. That's probably yeah. a way of putting it.
1: So I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the bloom. Yes. So the first 30 seconds, 45 seconds, waiting for the coffee to breathe a little bit. Right. A little bit. Now, the best um, best way that I can describe it is that go a little slower. Okay. Uh. It's all about timing and, like, how you're pouring. Because if you you go too fast, of course, like, heat's going to, like, build up. And it's going to cause this, like, huge dip. And it's going to go through too fast where it's not soaking up the bean flavor that you need. Okay. So especially in the pour, start from the middle and start going outward clockwise. But you're getting, like, one centimeter from the edge. So you're not touching the edge from the – from the edge of the paper or the right. the pour over, yeah. um, or the edge. The, the so, filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. filter, and so because the water itself will like expand to the beans itself. Where if you get the edge, then it just creates this like water seeping through the the filter, and it's not getting to any beads or anything Ooh, like that. So you're okay. just getting That's like water. Okay. So try to go clockwise in. Starting in and working your way outwards clockwise, but only getting, like, a centimeter away from the edge. And going slower um, and testing it out. Because it does take time. It takes time to, like, get it down to, like, where you're like, man, that was a really good cup. And, like, I want to keep doing that. Or you do it one way. You're like, ah, I'll try something different because last time I did that, it didn't, didn't work. Yeah. So it's so try that, I would okay. say. I mean, and I'm not the best Best person to like talk to about that stuff, but um, but yeah, that's all I would have to say about that.
0: Okay, and I will end it with this question, ladies and gentlemen. Simon, mm-hmm. we both love Star Wars, mm hmm. Best Star Wars Jedi, best Star Wars Jedi, you can only pick one, really. Yep.
1: You can only pick one.
0: Only one, and you have to say that they are the superior Jedi.
1: The superior. The
0: superior. The best Jedi. Superior
1: you Jedi. you can't pick Yoda. Yeah, of course not. Okay. Trash.
0: I mean, I feel like a lot of people um, would just be like, oh, Yoda's been around for like 800 years. Of course he's the best.
1: Of course no, he's the best. It's like, that's like a trump card that...
0: And I'll no even count <laughs> not just Anakin Skywalker, but Darth Vader as... Technically a Jedi, even though I know, you know, we get, we can't get too picky about the the definition yeah. of the word Jedi. But I'll include him in there as being a, a legitimate Jedi.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Best Jedi. Okay. By far, Obi Wan Kenobi. Ooh, I like that.
0: Okay. Dude. Okay.
1: Both okay. Here's here's my here's my rationale. As a Padawan to Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn J- died straight up. Yep. Killed by Darth Maul. Obi Wan cut that fool in half. Where? Cut him in half. Didn't get injured at all. Didn't get injured at all. In Attack of the Clones, he was a boss. Yep. Uh, didn't necessarily do well against Count Dooku or whatever. But um, but Anakin legit got like half of his body like stripped off.
0: And yeah. then
1: third movie, Obi Wan like. Freaking destroys Anakin Dude, again. Dude, straight
0: up cleans his legs Cleaves right off of him. him. Just boom. And then. See in knees.
1: Yeah. <laughs> boom. And then burn in hell. <laughs> slash in a volcano. Uh, then destroys that other machine guy, I think. Yep. Um, fourth movie. He like just freaking lets Darth Vader kill him.
0: But he didn't let him kill him. That's the weird part about that Yeah, that is the other weird part. He He didn't die. He straight up doesn't die. Yeah. He just, like,
1: disappears. So he never, like, gets any of his limbs cut off. He freaking owns Anakin and Darth Maul. And, like, yeah, he's just won more fights, I would say. And he's done well without, like, leaving any of those fights. Like, okay i legit don't have my arms or legs anymore
0: it's totally and true man it... totally true see this is why i can appreciate you mm. and uh yeah man okay so this has been another episode bro and i thank you so much for being a part of this i think um you know like i've told other people and and explained this on our other podcasts and stuff um It's not that I'm sick of telling people stories about you or telling Mm -hmm. people about you uh, and constantly referencing it as, oh, my boy (laughs) Simon, who lives in California. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just hope that people who will probably never get the chance to meet you will Mm -hmm. come across this and will be like, man, I love this guy, Simon. I understand why Matt constantly references him in stories. (laughs) And uh, and I hope people can really appreciate you know the bond we've made. I thank you mm-hmm. very much for being the friend that you are. I think mm-hmm. you know we summed up our relationship pretty early on in this recording mm-hmm. and just talked about you know the sweet part is we can just pick up the phone and FaceTime yeah anytime mm-hmm. and it's just like you know what we're bros we just pick yeah. up where we left off. Um, mm-hmm. And I won't lie, now that I see where you live, Ben, if you're listening, just know that.
1: For the love of God and all that is holy, we, especially California.
0: We may have to plan a trip down, down to Santa Ana. Uh, Let's and go. Just go kick it on the beach. I might even go John,
1: surfing. Hey, hey, flying to John Wayne Airport. John live,
0: Wayne Airport.
1: We live. I live ten minutes away, bro. And I'm yes. freaking pick you up.
0: This is so Let's great. Go. Now, keep in mind, I'm probably going to have it in like January, so <laughs> as long hey, as it's semi-warm, it's good we're, good. we're good. Hey, you'll be
1: fine. Beautiful. We'll be okay, fine. well,
0: folks, this is the Slice, and uh, once again, Simon, thanks so much.
1: Um, Thank you. Peace
0: out. So.